Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Let's get to the game. All right, week four kicked off with the Bengals coming back from a 14-0 halftime deficit to beat the Jags 24-21. Okay, Bengals, this is the old adage, and I got kind of caught a little, though it was a pizza bat, is the idea of you don't lay the lumber with a bad team. And why? Because usually a bad team is going to look at the spread or at least the, the conversation. I think most people look at the spread these days, but the conversation, and it's going to be, oh, yeah, Jacksonville, oh, Urban Meyer, you see his face, we're fine. And what happens on Friday or on Wednesday night or Tuesday night, if it's a Thursday game, maybe it's an extra slice of pizza or beer or who knows what, when typically if it was a bigger game, maybe not. And I don't think it's egregious. I don't think they're like banging heroin. But what I think is, well, maybe some of them, but most of them aren't. What they, what I think is, it's the little things. It's the things that separate a professional athlete at the highest level from, let's say, a very dedicated amateur. Yeah, they're all going to still be pretty much like dedicated amateurs, even if they have an easy game. But they're not to say, think about what the Patriots are doing this week, the Bucks are doing, and think about what the Bengals were doing as an over a touchdown favorite for the first time in memory or in many, many years. So, in general, don't get caught up. Be careful with bad teams laying the lumber. Your main takeaway. My main takeaway was that Trevor Lawrence finally showed some flashes. Like, and I know that this show has been hard on him, and well, rightfully, rightfully so. so. Rightfully so. He's not shown anything. This was, this was a showing that made me think, boy, he's got something. He moves really well. He runs the ball really see, well. Isn't when they that need the to. whole point of having? No, it's not like sometimes there's horses. Like remember, it was years ago. The dude who. Um, was I think he was a Chinese player, and and he was playing against chairs on YouTube, uh, where literally like the the video footage we had of him. I mean, he he ended up busting out. You guys remember in the control room who I'm talking about? No, I don't. Nah. So there was a Chinese player that was taken high in the draft like seven, eight years ago. And literally, it was like they had footage of him with the defender was a chair. And we didn't know, right? We Even the teams didn't really know. They knew he was this tall. They knew some stuff about him. They didn't really know. We know Trevor Lawrence. And we know he's tall. And we know he's fast. And we know his arm's strong. That's easy. So was, well, he wasn't tall, but Jeff George, or so was Jamarcus Russell. He was tall, right? It's what we don't know. How do they do when faced with adversity? Because it strikes me, if you're up by 14 and you lose, there's something else you could have done, perhaps. Because it wasn't like Cincinnati put up 44 points. No. The Jags scored seven in the second half. Trevor Lawrence was quarterback, right? He was. So what happened? He, uh, the flashes just weren't there when the game was on the line, were they? They were not. So, listen, we'll see. He had a QBR of 83. That is so much better than he's been. PFF grade 79, which is not great, but let's just call it an average starter. The average for him is way above average for his year so far. So, if Trevor Lawrence's trend line remains this strong, you know, going up – I won't say up, up, because it's gone up one game. <laughs> Is it going up once? If it continues going up, hey, congratulations. He might be an average NFL quarterback one day. 
Right now, he's one of the worst. I mean, it's it's literally Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, and J- Justin Fields is in that conversation if he plays, right, amongst the starters. Can you debate that? No. And he's got a lot of talent. You know, that's why they said, ah, oh, he's almost as good as Andrew Luck. I just think one the guys like this are going to have games like this. I just haven't seen. Does he win a Super Bowl? That's the question. Is this a guy that you're thinking he's going to take us to the promised land? Have you seen anything from him that makes you think that? And did yesterday change your mind about that? Yesterday started to change my mind. Well, yeah. I, I'm not a. I'm not as down on him as you are. Yeah, were you? Did you think OJ? Do you think OJ was guilty? Yes. Okay. Now, but when he put the gloves on. You had to acquit. Well, no, 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 no. Listen, when he put the gloves on, you thought you felt like whatever certainty you had of him being guilty diminished. Sure. Right? Okay. But you still think he's guilty? Yes. Okay. I still think that Trevor Lawrence is not going to win a Super Bowl. And I can't blame you, but I, I would also say four games in is, is – listen, right now he looks a lot better than the other, the other guys have. Really? He looks a lot better than Zach Wilson does, certainly. Okay. Yes, because Zach Wilson looks the worst. I mean, li- listen, he's had a lot more bad throws than Trey Lance. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what, what, he your... actually looked better than Joe Burrow last night, I thought. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, his QBR was better. Burrow had a 72. Hmm. Then how did the Bengals win that game? Well, the Jag- you get, play both sides of the ball, and I, I don't know. I think the Jags maybe got a, they got a little conservative after halftime. They thought they were going to try and sit on the lead. It didn't quite work out for them. <laughs> they didn't know how, what to do with the lead. Urban Meyer, his postgame comments, like saying they were, just, he was just devastated because he believed in the whole locker room, believed at halftime that they were going to win that game, and then watching it crumble, he said it was just gutting to him. You know, I, it felt a bit much. It did, but on the other hand, it kind of, I kind of liked it because it felt like he really cared. So I don't know. Like, so you think that that those were like you think less of him as a coach with those comments? No, I think I feel more of it. Like you said this yesterday, and it really struck me. Like the way that Urban Meyer is handling adversity for the first time. You said you like it almost seems like he cares too much. Uh huh. I, I kind of dig that. I like that a lot yeah. better than the Jay Cutler. You don't like, have to have the ulcer. Yeah, the Jay Cutler like flicking the cigarette butt, like, oh, big deal, we lost again. Like, Urban Meyer, you can tell every one of these losses just feels like 10. And I, I yeah. kind of like that. Because do guys too. like that, they the come around. The question is, is it too much? And the question is, is there any way that him and Trevor Lawrence can meet in the middle? Right? Where Trevor Lawrence cares a little bit more. Urban Meyer cares a little bit less, perhaps. Mr. Shapiro, Mr. Cochran, Mr. Douglas, Mr. Kardashian, Mr. Bailey. So you weren't convinced, huh? No. <laughs> we are straight out of Vegas. I tell you, come the offseason, we'll debate this one. I think unequivocally, OJ should have been found not guilty. But I think he was guilty. We agree. Really? Yeah. Well, that's not teasing some great thing this spring when we battle on it. I'm sorry. I don't... All right, but at least it's a good sign for your intellect <laughs> because you have to be beyond a shadow of a doubt. If it's you know the old saying, we'd rather have 100 men go free that are guilty than one innocent man go to jail. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Week three matchups. Let's take a look at them, RJ. They start with the game of the week. Tom Brady and the Bucks headed to Foxborough. The Bucks minus seven. All right. First things first. Which way is this line moving? 
I was on Fox in Boston today, the sports hub, and this was a really interesting topic we discussed because if you're going to bet this game, and this game's going to be bet huge, do you wait? Do you bet late? Do you bet early? Bet now. Okay. In general, I would say the public team is Tampa. So if you like Tampa, play it early before all that public money makes it more expensive. Typically, I would say that. 97% of the cash in a pregame.com, you can go hit the game center and for free, you get to see the bet splits. Is the cash splits, the ticket splits, 97% of the cash on this game on Tampa. But the line's not going up. And in the super contest, which the Westgate does, they put out the line on Wednesday. But what they do is kind of dastardly because, as you know, those bookies are, hmm. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. But this one, you got to give them credit for. They kind of have a feel of which way the line's going to move. So if the game is like almost seven, they'll make it six and a half if they think the number's going to go down. So now you got to pick against that tougher number. They made the number in the Patriots game, Tampa minus six and a half. Nine out of ten times, that tells me it's going down. But nine out of ten times tells me that the amount of money being bet on Tampa, it's going up. I'm confused, and when I'm confused, I don't act. I certainly don't get out the bankroll and take off the rubber band. So I'm not sure about which direction this game's going to go in. What's your main takeaway, main handicapping factor, AJ, for this game? Is that the Bucks, where they've looked the weakest, is in pass defense, and I don't know that Mac Jones and the Patriots have the tools to punish them the way the Cowboys did, the way the Rams did, uh, even the way the Falcons did to an extent. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're saying Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Mac Jones right now? Yes. You are crazy. And I'm saying Calvin no, no, Ridley's. No, you are crazy. We can't even let that go. Okay. Matt Ryan. Let's just look at some numbers here. QBR is 29th. Mac Jones is 21st. If you look at the completion expectation plus EPA, which is a kind of advanced stat, they're both, or Mac Jones is 23, Ryan's 20, uh, Mac Jones is 22, Ryan's 23. So a slight edge there, but he's a clear edge in the first stat, which is QBR. And then uh, if you look at success rate, both at 47%, I mean, there's no way that Matt Ryan is playing better than than Mac Jones. What makes you think that? I'm just saying that the Falcons' passing offense is better than but the that, But that's what's going to show in the QBR. That's what's going to show, right? I don't know. But I, I, that's more me being anti-Matt Ryan at this point. And you should be. I'm not I'm not pro-Matt Ryan here by any stretch, but I'm just saying Mac Jones doesn't – he's not going to be able to do the well, things. What, is it he's not able, or is it that Belichick hasn't tasked him to do it yet, and perhaps this is the game where it's unveiled? Belichick is not doing – to Mac Jones, what's being done to Zach Wilson, which is throw him into the fire, no net. If you fall and hurt yourself, tough break. You got a big contract, buddy. That Jets mentality, it seems, is really maybe going to make Zach Wilson have big problems. And what he's done so far is made sure that the Patriots ran the ball efficiently. Yeah. The problem is you can't really run against okay, the Bucks. Sixty-three yards per game. We don't know if if Mac Jones has the ability to do what they haven't asked him to do yet. Right, I think it's. So fair. you think he's got like a dragon in the cave? He's about to unleash. No, it's just it's just that. I mean, you don't think at a certain. I mean, it might not be this game, but you don't think at a certain. You think Mac, that Belichick drafted Mac Jones to play this way the rest of his career? No, 
So you believe that as he gets more mature, he's going to Belichick's going to be willing to let him go downfield more. Yes. And you say it's necessary to win this game to go downfield. Yes. So perhaps Belichick, the genius, might let him try. But I do, and I'm sure he will try. Okay. But I don't think that Mac Jones, week four of his rookie year, is what Bill but Belichick drafted become, him to be. But now you're becoming a scout. You're trying to say I've seen his arm at Alabama, and I know he can't do it. Do we really but know? You do that with Trevor Lawrence? No, I'm saying. Or oh, you're I, a psychiatrist with Trevor Lawrence? No, I'm scout. saying I'm looking at history. I'm saying Trevor Lawrence, when he played good teams in college, had ten points worse. The quarterback rating, his ATS was. Good. He just he shrieked. It seemed. Now listen. He won one national title. Let's give him credit. But he was much worse against better teams. You might say, well, of course he is. It was more than just adjustment for strength of schedule. It was more. And I've just I saw his interviews. I've seen the guy. You're right. It is an impression. You're right. And maybe your impression. But I trust those impressions more than I trust. Amateur scouts, I guess. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about anyone on radio that's trying to talk about arm strength. Do you really think? Because is arm strength going to get stronger for Mac Jones? No. Really? So why did Belichick draft him if he's so limited? I think Mac Mac Jones has a lot of the qualities that he saw in Tom Brady at one point, and I think that well, he, he drafted believes, Tom Brady 199. Right. But I think he believes he can develop into that type of. But a how player. do you develop into it if you're so limited with your arm? Or what's the limitation that's keeping Mac Jones from doing that? Oh, a lot of Going it is a lot of it is teammates. He doesn't have a lot of weapons. Oh, I mean, they spent a lot, hundred, hundred plus million. We haven't seen much of them. We caught, but again, I wonder this shifting the, the focus a little bit. And reasonable people can disagree. We're straight out of Vegas. Is how much did Tampa get hurt last week by looking ahead to this game, and how much did the Patriots? Bill Simmons was talking. He says he thinks the Patriots went extra vanilla against New Orleans. Figuring, hey, we can probably beat them that way. Again, they were wrong, but just with such a fo- isn't it interesting that the two teams playing in this big game that we've all been talking about for months each played so poorly against the spread relatively last week. Patriots missed the spread by what twenty plus yeah, points. It was alarming. Tampa missed the spread by what almost twenty points. Wow. So, to some degree, though, I think we have to almost dismiss those games. And if New England hadn't lost that game, wouldn't you be a lot more optimistic about New England? If they had won by four points against the Saints, you'd be a lot more optimistic. Sure. So, how much but of if that? if Tampa had won by four points but against the Saints. But Tampa somehow is getting excused for losing. No Why? one's really. I don't know. Well, because they played a, a team that everyone regards as really good. Yeah, but if they would have lost by three, that might have been. Re- they got dominated. And for like when you said the Patriots may have had look ahead to the or to the uh, both the, teams, the, I the think. Bucks. I I believe that for me, the Bucks. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around. This is the team you're going to be competing for for the number it, one it's seed. It's just a coincidence that they played their worst game in in like a year, probably almost. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar 
Lamar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm going to give you a bonus best bet here, and I'm going to go with the Patriots plus seven. You know what? I was going to think of doing it on the money line. I'm not. I'm going to stay on the spread, plus seven bonus. Here's all you got to know why this line's inflated. Imagine if this game were in a neutral field. So we're going to adjust it two and a half points now because three is the old adjustment. NFL has really moved to two and a half. Let's do two and a half. So seven becomes nine and a half, okay, on a neutral. Now imagine it goes to Tampa. Tampa is now a 12-point favorite because they're getting two and a half more points. Okay, how in the heck does anyone here think that an average team, and no one, we can debate, is New England one point better than an average team? Are they an average team or are they one point worse? I don't think there's much range of debate outside of that range. Do you agree with I that? I agree with that. Okay. How many points is the best team? And let's assume Tampa's the best team. They just got whooped. Let's assume they're the best team. Best team is usually this time of year about seven points better than an average team, about plus seven. Rarely more than that. Rarely. And I think Tampa's a questionable best team right now. Me too. So seven versus, let's call the Patriots exactly a break-even team, an average team. Okay, now the game's in New England. So that means seven minus two and a half. I mean, I, I'll do that real quick. Oh, four and a half. Let me put on my Fezzik hat, though, real quick. Oh, hold on a second. Let's finish the point. The line should be four and a half. It's seven. That difference is exactly, exactly the value you're getting if you play New England plus seven. Fezzik would say there are going to be more Tom Brady fans than there are Patriots fans in the stands. No, 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 no. No, God. I hope you don't believe that. First of all, Fezzik didn't say that. No, so but that's, that's, that's his well, kind of... You just did a three-hour podcast of talking about <laughs> on Wednesday. He didn't say that at all. So don't try to be Fezzik. Is because I think they won't boo Brady, but they're going to cheer the Patriots. They're not, they don't want their team to lose. They have affection for it. It's like, imagine if you got divorced, and it, but, you, but you, it was your fault, and you knew it. You still loved your wife. She still was a good mother. Are you going to root for her to like have some horrible relationship? No. But you're not going to necessarily, you know, in a way, I think that's probably a good analogy. They don't like the Brady's gone, but they still have affection for him. But you know what? They care about themselves more than they care about. And you know what? If you had to be happy or her happy in this scenario, you'd rather be happy. But you know what? You want her to be happy. We'll both be kind of happy. You, but if you had to choose. Of course me. So who do you think the Patriots fan went away? You're probably right. Don't try to be Fezzik. All right. <laughs> it, take, it takes a mental illness to be here. That's I mean, true. You don't want to do I'm that. I'm not built that way. 